Let the adventure begin with Chris Dinker Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to episode 14. I think we can call each other friends. We've been hanging out for 14 weeks now. And if this is the first time listening to Let the Adventure Begin with Chris Danker, I am Chris Danker. Glad you found the podcast, and I'm really hoping that you will stick around for a while. This week, we are talking about another book. I like to talk about books every once in a while, and I found one over the summer when we were on our vacation called Simplify Your Life by Mary Conroy. And it's the perspective from an Irish writer, and I picked up this book because I thought I wanted to, I love minimalism. I love a lot of what different authors say about it, different writers, and I try to implement some minimalism in my own life. And, but it dawned on me that all the writers I've ever uh, read have been from the United States. So I thought it would be cool to get the perspective of someone who is practically practicing minimalism in another country. And I found this book, like I said, when we were in Ireland over the summer, we were in a small artsy town called Kinsale. And as we were wandering, wandering around to different shops and everything, I stumbled upon this bookstore and I can't help myself. Anytime there's a bookstore, there's just some kind of pull that just draws me in. So I went in and, and I absolutely loved it. It was small. It was quaint. It was comfortable. It was home to me. And then I found this book and, and it just seemed to call me from the shelf. So I picked it up and I am just getting done with it. And one of the things that Mary, you know, does is she talks a lot about the same kinds of things that I've read from other writers of minimalism, but I like some of her insights and perspectives. And that's one of the things that I've always talked about with anything that we do, sometimes we think that we can't do things because it's like, oh, someone else has already done that. Uh, what would I have to offer in this area? Uh, what expertise do I have? And I keep coming back to the fact that, yes, maybe some of these areas or a lot of areas are uh, have been explored quite a bit by different people, but no one has your voice. And that's what I have told myself about starting a podcast that no one else has my voice. No one else has my perspective. And so that's what, again, I loved about Mary's voice and her perspective. She took it from the way her life um, has been lived. And from reading it, I get the feeling and looking at her website, I felt like a lot of what she talked about, she wrote from the perspective of when we were especially going through the the heart of the pandemic, um, you know, a couple of years ago. And so I'm going to read a few excerpts from the book and then give you some of my takeaways from it. And then uh, just a call to action if you are so inclined to do so. So one of the things that Mary talks about in her book is that she says minimalism is really about understanding what it means to have a meaningful life, one that's defined by our own individual values. And I absolutely love that. I love, you know, that, you know, we can't define our look at minimalism through someone else's lens. It needs to be defined by our own values. 
She also goes on to say with respect to values, she said minimal minimalism is about being intentional about what you allow into your life, thinking about what you sh what should be there, and perhaps saying goodbye to certain objects or people that no longer belong. However, it's less about the absence of things and more about bringing intentionality into your thinking and into your actions, devising a system of mindfulness for how you choose the things around you. And if you heard it, you know, perhaps you heard this word a couple of times in just that small um, section, but she talked about being intentional, intentional about what we bring into our lives. And, you know, thing, things or people are no longer serving our value system, then it doesn't behoove us to keep those things and those people in our lives. Uh, you know, we, we only have one go around and we want to make it worth everything that we can. And so life is too short to keep things or keep people around just because we feel we have to. You know, a lot of it is can be about setting boundaries. Um, her chapters, she has six of them. Um, one is on helping out your home. The second one is work smarter, not harder. The third one is wake up your wallet. The fourth chapter is clean up your connections. The fifth one is regulating your reality. And the last chapter is called the inside job. And I'm not going to go through, you know, all of the chapters specifically, but I just, you know, want to point out a couple of nuances uh, from some of what she talks about. And obviously that first one about helping out your home is really, again, about, you know, making your space something that you want to come home to, something that you're comfortable being in. And, you know, you don't want to come home and have a sense of anxiety or depression by what you walk into because you have too much stuff and too much junk lying around that doesn't, you know, doesn't serve you. So she talks about, you know, cleaning clutter is the best way of making room for you and your goals. And I love, absolutely loved the way that she said that. Um, and then she has some practical advice as how to, how to declutter and what that means. And, and really, you know, minimalism, especially when it comes to our homes, is not about rearranging things or getting a lot of plastic tubs to organize things because you're just making your clutter look pretty, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, it's a lot more about getting rid of the stuff that you don't need. Trust me as being as much of a book junkie as I am. Books seem to just find their way into our home. And, um, you know, I've had to kind of come to grips with, I don't need to keep that many books. When I'm done with one, I either look to give it away or I donate it. Or uh, there was a time last year at my school that I took a bunch of books and I put them in our staff lounge and just said, if you find something that you like, go ahead and grab it. I took it in at the beginning of the morning and within an hour, I think there were maybe three books left out of 30. So they definitely found homes. And so, you know, that's, you want to, you know, give someone else the opportunity to find value. And thereby, when you do that, then you're finding a more peaceful home for yourself because you don't walk in and feel that tenseness and that anxiety from walking into clutter. 
So that's one of the areas that I really appreciated. Uh, something else that she talks about, and I'm not going to get into this so much now, but it's waking up your wallet. And that one was a huge one for me because I definitely have a love-hate relationship when it comes to money. Um, love it, but also hate it because I do really well with managing my money at times. And then other times it's like, well, as I said uh, to my husband, this was hot girl summer that also kind of partially turned it into hot girl fall in August, even though August is still technically summer in the Northern Hemisphere. I always look at the beginning of the school year as moving toward fall. And so I was like, oh, I need to put a halt on this. So that particular chapter really hit home for me in a lot of ways. It was definitely a wake up call. Um, I'll come back to that at a, on a later episode when we do talk about money. But I also, the one that probably was the one that I think felt most important to me was her chapter on the inside job. And she starts the chapter by talking about mental health. And that's really what the, the entire chapter is actually about. She, um, you know, she talks about how, you know, we can do all of these things with our diet. We can do all of these things with like exercise and setting boundaries and things like that. But we need to clear the space inside of ourselves as well and really look at, you know, who we are from the inside and doing things for ourselves to maximize our mental health. And so one of the, she talks about five different areas. Let me double check. Yes, five different areas. And the first one is live in the present, which I have talked a little bit about before. Second is to complain less. You know, she says it's good to vent from time to time, necessary even, but complaining can easily become a deeply ingrained habit and one that's hard to break. And sometimes endlessly discussing our dismay has the effect of making the issue loom larger in our lives than it should. And I really appreciated that, that she said there's a place for, for venting, but when it's something that we're continually doing, then that's not healthy and that's not good for us, nor is it good for the people that we're around. You know, if, if you're, if you find that you're the one venting all the time in your group and you find that um, people that you hang out with aren't around as much, maybe it's time to take a step back and go, ooh, am I causing some of the issues because of how much I'm venting slash complaining? She talks about another thing to do is to celebrate our achievements, which quite honestly, none of, none, none of us do enough of that. Um, we need to celebrate the, the small wins and the big wins rather than um, always brushing them off and go, ah, you know, that was no big deal. Well, honestly, a lot of times it really is a big deal and we all need to do a better job of celebrating it. The fourth one she talks about is to stop criticizing. She says, criticizing is slightly different from complaining, while the focus of complaining is usually the person doing the complaining who typically feels wronged. Criticism usually details the faults of another person or situation. And I, I guess one of the things that, that I try really hard to do is to take a step back and put myself in someone else's shoes or have the idea in mind if someone was criticizing me 
the way that I'm maybe criticizing that other person, how would I feel? And I don't feel so great. So then it, you know, allows me to kind of look inward and reassess and realize that everybody's trying the best that they can. And there's no reason for me to criticize someone else for doing the best that they can, just as I wouldn't want someone to do the same for me. And then last but not least, she talks about practicing gratitude. She says, how often do you count your blessings? Every morning when I step into the shower, I give thanks for being born in the late 20th century. I can't help thinking how the sensation of hot needles of water landing on my skin with its promise of effortless cleanliness would have been unimaginable to my great grandmother who was born in the 19th century. And, you know, we don't necessarily think about those little things when we think gratitude we think about maybe a lot of the big achievements and big accomplishments in our lives so when we're you know take a step back again i've been talking about taking steps back a lot in this episode so th- there must be a reason for that we have an overlying theme here going on um but with gratitude What I know that I try to do is I try to journal every day. And in my journal, I try to write down at least three things that I'm thankful for in that day. Sometimes uh, some of them repeat and that's okay to do. But when we really look hard at trying to find those little things to be appreciative of, I feel as if it makes a bigger difference because I'm really then thinking about the little things that might usually go unnoticed. So again, this is the book by Mary Conroy called Simplify Your Life. If you are interested in purchasing it, um, I will have some links in the show notes as to where you can find it. Uh, And I hope until next week, you work on letting your adventure begin. And I can't wait to talk to you again, friends. Peace. Peace.